Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Punk Rock MBA podcast. Really quickly, before we get into this episode, I wanted to mention my Patreon. Patrons get all of the podcasts a week early. I do giveaways, I do some other stuff, but most importantly, if you want me to review your music or artwork or anything else, Patreon is the way to do that. Every month, I do a call for submissions. All you need to do if you want me to review something is just post it in the comments of that post. Then I will review it live on Twitch for the hundreds of people that tune into every stream and post it on Patreon for everyone to check out. All you need to do is just join at the $10 and up level, stay tuned for that post, and you are good to go. So if that sounds cool to you and you want me to review your music, artwork, or anything else, hit the link in the show notes for this episode. And thank you very much to everyone who supports over on Patreon. What I wanted to talk about was the reaction to my era video and just kind of the reaction to my reviews in general and talk about something that I realized from it. I did this review of the new era song uh, last week, I think, and people were not happy about it. And my criticisms of it were very mild. Essentially, you can go back and watch it if you want. But basically what I said is, I think the song is decent. These guys are clearly talented. I understand why people would like it. But my personal opinion is that these guys should push themselves to do something a little bit different because I feel like they're kind of repeating themselves. I've heard this from them before. I thought that was pretty mild. But people were not happy about it. People were mad. Like, this is one of my least popular videos that I've ever made. No, Finn, it's not over, referring to Gent. I really try to understand where you're coming from, but sometimes it feels like you're just being contrarian for the sake of being of being so. Also, currently sitting at 153 dislikes to 880 likes. I'm a little surprised the ratio isn't even higher. I mean, that is like five times as many dislikes as I normally get, which I wasn't expecting for such a mild opinion. Whenever I see your videos, you always seem to have way more negative things to say than positive. I think you need to keep way more open-minded. Your mind was clearly made up before even watching the video. I used to love your content, but damn, you have fallen off with your inconsistent and contradictory takes lately. A lot of people saying in so many words, like, man, I used to like your content, but now you disagreed with me on this band and I'm not going to watch your stuff anymore. I got a lot of the same stuff. I made a video about Eskimo Callboy, which again, I thought was pretty mild. I said, hey, I get what these guys are doing. It works for them. To me personally, I think it's kind of gimmicky and novelty and like goofy. I would like to see them do something a little bit more serious. But again, that's just my personal opinion as a reviewer. Another one that people didn't like was my Limp Biscuit album, a Limp Biscuit review. I said essentially the same thing. Like this is okay. It doesn't suck, but I think it could be better. 
And it was kind of frustrating because what I realized is that people don't want a review. People don't want your opinion. What people want is to have their taste validated. They don't want to have a thoughtful discussion about music. What they want is to hear somebody on the internet validate their opinion. And I realized that what people really expect is for all reviews to be gushingly positive. There's a lot of people who, if they don't like my review of their favorite band, they might unfollow me. They might stop watching my videos. And that's a problem because this is how I support our family. So I was like, well, fuck, do I have to just like circle jerk everything now? Like, do I have to just say positive things about every band or people are going to stop watching my videos and I'm not going to be able to make a living? Like, is that do I have to lie? Like, that was my initial reaction, to be honest, is that I was like, all right, well, I give up. I'm just going to lie. I'm just going to from now on, I'm never going to say anything negative about bands. I know what people want me to say. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to give in and pander to the audience because that's what they want. And this is how I make my living. I'm just tired of everyone being angry at me. I don't want people to unfollow me. I give up. That was my initial reaction, to be honest. That would be, you know, selling out to me. Like if I was to lie and say things I don't mean for the sake of views and money, that would be selling out. And I don't want to do that. But on the other hand, like to be honest, that that was my reaction. That's what I thought. However, I thought about it a little more and I changed my mind. I said, you know, I understand this is going to hold me back in some ways. People are going to be pissed off at me. Some people aren't going to follow me. By being honest, I understand that I'm not going to have the biggest channel. This will hurt my income, but I'm going to be honest anyway, and I will tell you why. Because I think it's important for people to be honest. Like, we can't live in a world in which we just expect everyone to mirror our opinions. It's bigger than just music, too. It is important in music, but I think it's particularly important outside of music, and I'll explain why. Most people only want to hear shit they agree with because it's comfortable. So I want to talk a little bit about sort of the decision to continue being honest, even though I understand that, that I'm going to get heat for that. There's going to be people, be people that unfollow my channel and, you know, I'm going to make less money from it. And honestly, it is unpleasant, like getting this many negative comments. I don't like it. People think I'm trolling or that I'm deliberately trying to, you know, rile people up for views. It could not be less true. I have never done that. Like, I, I don't like that. I don't like people being angry at me. I actually hate it. I want to make stuff that people enjoy. I want to make people laugh. However, I think that it is an inevitable consequence of being honest that you're going to make people mad. And I think it's important. I'm going to give you three reasons why. So number one, I think it's better for artists. I don't know the guys in era, but if I did, let's say they sent me that song. I know lots of people in bands who send me demos and shit like that. And they say, hey, here's our new song. What do you think? I don't reply to them and just say, hell yeah, man, that's awesome. That's the best thing I've ever heard. Because that's not what they want from me. They want my honest feedback. And if the guys in ERA sent me that song and asked me what I thought, I would tell them exactly that. I would say, hey, there's nothing wrong with this, but I think you guys have done songs like this a lot. Personally, I would like to hear you do something a little bit different, like just push yourselves out of the comfort zone a little bit. And that is totally fair feedback. No artist, unless they have just the thinnest fucking skin, are just purely motivated by ego. No artist is going to get mad if you say that to them. It doesn't help artists to just circle jerk them and tell them everything they make is great. And they don't want that. Now, to be clear, I'm not going to tear things down. I'm not here to shit on anything. I don't want to drag anybody's art through the mud. Like if I really hate something, I'm just not going to make a video about it because that's not what I'm here to do. I will roast something. I'll make fun of their shoes or their hair or something like that, which I feel fine about. Making fun of somebody wearing a leather wrist cuff, that's fine. But I'm never going to make just a horrible video saying this band fucking sucks. This is trash. Why would anybody listen to this? Rah, rah, rah. I would never do that. 
Not going to lie, I thought you were pretty harsh on Wage War in the past. I love the band, but fuck, man, it's healthy to disagree. I'm not that much of a fan to take your criticism as a personal attack. It's not my band. I may have been a little bit too harsh on them. I agree with that. You know, I sort of, I was a little bit snarky about that. And I think that was a little bit rude on my part. I kind of feel bad about that. I'm not perfect. If I ever say something in a shitty way, if I ever say something that like makes an artist feel bad, that that's not cool. And I regret that. And I would happily apologize for that. But I'm not going to apologize for giving somebody constructive feedback on their music. Artists appreciate it when a fan tells them you're great. Your music is amazing. I love everything you've ever put out. Like they appreciate that. There's a place for that. But they also appreciate someone giving them constructive feedback on how they could be better just like I do. I read all my comments partly because of that. Sometimes the people who leave me negative comments are right, and I listen to that. Sometimes they say it in a shitty way, but I appreciate it. So I think it's really important for the sake of artists and creators of any kind that we give them honest feedback. That's point number one. Hey, you. Did you have any plans this year? <laughs> How's that going? Did you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at Tuesday. 020-D.com, SoundTalentMedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, you can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So 
Be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. And also, I want to thank Rockabilia for sponsoring this episode. If you're into merch, and if you're listening to this, then I know you probably are, then you definitely need to check out Rockabilia because they have more band merch than anybody else on the planet, over 500,000 items. Rockabilia has everything from the usual stuff like hoodies, t-shirts, and tank tops to other stuff, accessories like belts, watches, footwear, all kinds of stuff for both men and women, which is pretty cool because my wife is always complaining about how hard it is to find good merch. They even have a children's section and they have a home decor section. So if you want to get an Opeth pint glass or a Dark Throne skateboard, they have got you covered. Rockabilia also has a lot of really cool posters and flags, which as a fan of visual arts is something that I really appreciate, and some unique items like backstage passes and tab books. I mean, you could spend all day looking through this stuff, and I would have killed to have something like this when I was a kid, so I am glad that this exists. So if you want to check out Rockabilia and get some new merch, all you need to do is go to rockabilia.com or hit the link in the show notes of this episode and and make sure to use the discount code PRMBA, that is like Punk Rock MBA, to get 15% off your order. And thanks again to Rockabilia for sponsoring this episode. Point number two, like people in the chat have said, it's better for me as a creator, for my mental health, for one. If all I'm going to do is just lie for views and say shit that I don't really believe and just like circle jerk the fucking band of the week because I know that that's what their fans want, like I might as well just get a real job, right? <laughs> Like if you have to lie and kiss the boss's ass every day, you might as well just go get a real job. And that brings me to kind of the third part. The most important part of this is that it's not healthy for the fans either. You should not want to live in a world where everybody in the media is just pandering to you and telling you what you want to hear. That's not healthy. You should not want to live in a world in which every creator is tripping over themselves to pander to you and validate all your opinions because what that means is that you will live in a filter bubble. And just the same as artists can't progress without getting honest feedback on their work and areas that they can improve, it's the same for all of us as humans. You should deliberately expose yourself to opinions that you disagree with for the sake of challenging your beliefs about music, obviously, but just about life in general. Kara Swisher is a good good example of this. She's like a tech journalist. I can't fucking stand her. I think her opinions are horrible. I disagree with her on almost everything, but I still follow her and I pay attention to her because as much as I disagree with her, she knows her shit. She's smart. She's super connected. And there are times where I have to kind of begrudgingly admit she's got a point. I really don't want to admit it, but she might be right on this one. And that's an exercise that everybody should engage in. You should deliberately expose yourself to points of view that you don't agree with and ask yourself the tough question of like, is it possible that I'm wrong about this? Do I need to change my thinking? It's a bad thing for the world in general, for all of us to just go through life where if anyone says something we don't agree with, we just fucking, oh, fuck that guy. Fuck her. She said something I don't agree with. Unfollow. Like that is no way to go through life. And then you see that that leads to a lot of the like bigger social issues that we have and pick a side because they all do it. Republican, Democrat, 
communist, whatever the fuck you believe, everybody is pandering to their audience. All politicians and media outlets, like they're all just pandering to you and telling you what you want to hear. And the reason why is because it's just like the fucking, the movie A Few Good Men from the 90s. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. That is why everyone lies to you. That's why everyone panders. And so we end up in a place where nobody can tell the fucking truth. Everyone is afraid to say what they really think because it feels like if you ever just say something honest, you're going to get blasted for it and everyone's going to hate you and get angry at you. And most people, understandably, do not have the willingness to take punishment that I do, that some of us do. Most people are not willing to take this much punishment. And so most people just say silent. They'll just go, all right, I'm just going to say nothing. How many people do you know who just live in their little Facebook filter bubble where all they share is links from these stupid media sources that agree with their bad opinions? And you're like, how do you not understand how wrong you are about everything? And the reason why is because all they do is consume content that validates their opinions. They never challenge themselves to step outside their echo chamber, consume content from people that they disagree with and take it seriously. So that is the important part of this. This is exactly how we get to QAnon and all this other shit. It's not me like taking a side to like the right or the left because they both do it. People on the left fucking pander. People on the right pander. Everybody panders. And I'm not going to do it because it's not healthy for the world. I don't want an audience of people like, yes, maybe I would have more followers more subscribers. I would get more views if all I did was just validate everyone's taste and say whatever, like everything is great. Your taste in music is so good. I love everything. Maybe I would get more views that way, but it is not what I want to do. And I don't think it's what the world needs because, and that's not the audience I want. What I've always wanted from day one with my content is an audience of people who think for themselves. I want this to be a community of people who respect each other, but also challenge each other. Sometimes I wish I was one of these creators that had like fanboys and fangirls that just kiss my ass all the time and tell me how great I am. But I, I, that's not my audience. My audience challenges me all the time. They disagree with me. They push back on stuff. And although that can be tiring, sometimes I appreciate it. That's great. That's what I want. I want this to be a place where we are all free thinkers. We can disagree with each other, but we have honest conversations and debates about things, whether that's music or anything else. That is what I want. I want an audience of people who think for themselves, who don't expect me and everyone else to just fucking pander to them and validate their opinions. Critical thinking is what I believe in more than anything else, because critical thinking is the answer to everything. If we practice good critical thinking, we can solve any problem. If we do not practice good critical thinking, we will not solve any problem. So this is way bigger than just music. This is about the world in general. You have to be able to step back and say, I just heard something that I don't agree with, but it might be true. And in fact, I would say the things that trigger us the most emotionally are the ones that oftentimes are the most true. Yes, participation trophy mentality sets us back. A loss is a win for growth. That's exactly right. And the last thing I want to say here is that this is a reflection of something that's really toxic in music and just in society in general. We live in a society, my Joker meme, where people make these things into their entire identity. So when I say I don't like Era or Thornhill or whatever your favorite band is, people take that as a personal attack because their whole identity is wrapped up in liking this thing. And that is super unhealthy. This is not your music. You didn't make it. 
I get it if the guy in the band is pissed off that I said their band is mediocre. I get it because they invested themselves in making this art. And for me to say that it's mediocre, I understand why someone would take that personally. But they never do. That's the interesting part. It's always the fans that take it personally. And you can't go through life taking it as a personal attack when somebody disagrees with you. That is so toxic. That is how you end up as a person with a lot of really shitty opinions that you hold way too strongly. This is good from the chat. I've learned that when I feel triggered, that is the flag that tells me I need to step back and reevaluate my thoughts. That is exactly right. I have to learn that lesson every single day. I'll give you an example of this. I used to reply, like debate a lot of people in the comments of my videos until this maybe a year ago or something. Somebody left a reply, a comment on one of my videos. It was like, I like all your videos, but man, it's like really embarrassing that you like go crazy at people in the comments. You should just let it go. And it really bothered me that he said that. But I was like, God, he's right. Looking at some of the replies, like me, like arguing with people in the comments, he's right to like get this angry with people in the comments. And so I stopped. I think people who are super defensive over criticism of bands they aren't even involved in as anything more than a listener are people who are lacking purpose or anything constructive in their lives. I agree with that too. This is not about, oh, people got mad at me because I said Era was mediocre and I'm angry that people left negative comments. It's not about that. It is way, way, way bigger than that. This is a reflection of something much larger, this phenomenon of how we live in these echo chambers and filter bubbles and how just toxic that is for society in general because it creates so many other problems. You know, music is just one example of this phenomenon. And that is the reason why, even though I know that what people want is for me to just validate their tastes, and I know that that would make me more successful as a creator, I would have more money, I would get more subscribers. I'm going to keep being honest. I'm never going to be mean or rude, or I'm going to try not to be. And if I ever am, I will apologize for that. But this is why I'm going to continue being honest because music, we can learn a lot from music. And one of the things you can learn is how to change your mind about things, which is an important thing. The world needs to learn how to change their mind more. And I want to cultivate an audience of people who are respectful, but are also good critical thinkers that challenge me and are willing to be challenged and want to have honest, thoughtful conversations about these things. So that is why I'm going to, be, I'm going to continue to be honest and if that means that somebody unfollows me, then I'm okay with that. All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that. And you can just sit at home, think about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are The Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little, little taste of it right down to the shaky microphone and all.
and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick, and usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work, but we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. <laughs>